0: In Search of the Mongolian Death Worm with Connor Chodesworth Elgai Kukwai The Mongolian phrase means intestine worm because the creature it describes is reported to look like the intestine of a cow. It is a subject of a number of extraordinary claims by Mongolian locals, such as the ability of the worm to spew forth sulfuric acid that, on contact, would turn anything it touches yellow. It kills humans, and its purported ability to kill at a distance by means of electric discharge through its anus. This is Nambaran, a local man from the nearby Mongolian village of Tsengao who says Mongolian deathworms sprayed acid on his cat. The cat survived, but is now very afraid of worms. All worms. From the small slimy kind, to the cute kind, that wears bow ties. He says it doesn't matter anymore. Nambang says the deathworm is very real, and he distinctly remembers an incident that he saw with his own eyes while growing up as a child. I interrupt him. I inquire as to what other form a person might grow up in, if not a child. I remind him again of his words, that he very clearly said, while growing up, as a child. That's called a pleonasm, a phrase that repeats itself, like, a true fact, or a new innovation. He doesn't understand. I explained to him how baggy his sentences are. The deathworm is very real, he says, and he distinctly remembers an incident that he saw with his own eyes. All those solecisms and redundant modifiers really encumber the effectiveness of what he's trying to say. I know, I know you want your listeners, listen, I, listen, I know you want people to be able to envision what you're talking about, but using so many weak verbs and excessive nouns isn't the way to do it. Now wouldn't that sentence have been stronger and more concise if you'd said, The death worm is real. I remember seeing an incident when I was a child. He looks at me, puzzled. Clearly, it would seem that if I'm to track a Mongolian death worm, I'm not talking to the right person. Unfortunately, so far it seems our quest has been a disappointing letdown. I'll need an alternative choice, some other anonymous stranger in the local nearby neighborhood if I am to make any new discoveries on the fatal, deadly, lethal, deadly deathworm. That's all for now. In search of the Mongolian deathworm with Connor Chodesworth. The Mongolian Death Worm The deadliest worm in all of Mongolia Legends of this enormous subterranean worm Have lingered in this desert Longer than a poot trapped under the bedsheets The worm is said to, on occasion, leap from the sand Like a giant, long, cylindrical, segmented fish might do If sand were water And if worms were fish I've been searching the hot, dry Gobi Desert for days now, with no worm sightings. I'm getting desperate. Ancient Mongolian scrolls have mentioned that the deathworms are attracted to loud, awful noises. I've decided to try a new tactic. Instead of finding the deathworms, I'll have the deathworms find me. Our team makes some phone calls and finds that Bono's in the nearby village of Huan Doing some sort of humanitarian bush We've arranged to have you two perform Directly in the center of the worm zone Effectively acting not only as worm callers But as worm bait Bono claims that he's not afraid of worms That he's never been His band confirms I say that back home he's called Normis douche baga Less Gaelic For worm whisperer I'm very excited. They begin to play. Mongolian death worm in the ground I heard that you liked god awful sounds So they paid us to play for you I heard you spit acid from your head lightning bolts from the other end are you fake or are you true it's so awful i can't take it anymore i pass out face is covered in sun-dried vomit and hot sand. The rest of the research team seems to have abandoned me, driven mad, and into the wilderness by the heinous music of hell itself. I pull myself to my knees and peer into the worm zone. I see nothing but charred sand, a pair of Bono's silly sunglasses, and a hole in the ground. The hole looks like something a giant, cylindrical, segmented fish might dig. If fish dug holes, and if sand were water, and if worms were fish. Bitterly, I weep. In search of the Mongolian Deathworm with Connor Childsworth. Few things in the entire world are as mysterious and elusive and utterly fantastical as the Lorax, which emerges only in the most rare of moments from the shorn trunks of Truffula trees to lobby against big Thneed factories However, one other such mystery is the Mongolian Deathworm, a cryptic yet very real inhabitant of the Gobi Desert. As of yet, I've had no luck collecting any actual data on the rare beast, which the locals describe in an overwrought, contrived, and plodding manner, might I add, as having the ability to spit sulfuric acid from their mouths and bolts of electricity from their booty holes. So far, I've spent three dehydrated weeks wandering, raving half-mad throughout the ruthless desert terrain. In addition, I've somehow accidentally killed Bono. But I've made it back to base camp, and with the aid of technology, and a different research team, we're exploring a new device. Sex. We plan on arousing the worm with a hot, sexy deathworm decoy. We've gutted the swollen, fetid corpse of a nearby rotting camel and extracted the animal's large intestine. After a few. Minor cosmetic adjustments. We've transformed the bloody putrid casing into a smoking hot female deathworm. Classically feminine, but at the same time, oh, is a little. That is amazing. If she's I gonna be in, in here for three hours. Ooh, I can't do it. I feel. love Bigger Talk <sighs> about a bitch slap. We've named our worm decoy Heather, after our senior producer's mindless blathering fifteen-year-old daughter. What? Hey, who said that? And we've also named the primary wormhole after Bono, as it's through this very hole that he was carried to his doom by one of the deadly creatures. Heather is rigged to a pulley contraption, dangling precariously just at the tip of the gaping Bono hole. Attached to Heather is a seismetric transponder, a device that we hope will allow us to communicate with the Deathworm by recoding speech into ground vibrations. I found it on eBay for $14.99. The bald-headed guy from Ghost Hunters was selling it along with an EVP recorder, which supposedly picks up and records unusual, barely audible frequencies. I have my doubts that it will work, because he's rated at only four stars. So we'll see. Get my money back. That's just the chance you take when you buy something online, I guess. It's just so convenient, though. But anyways, as a mediator, we've recruited someone skilled in the subtle art of seduction. From Dateline NBC's to catch a predator. I'm Chris Hansen. He's confident, arrogant even, about his ability to coax up mythical animals from the ground, using only camel intestine doled up as a saucy deathworm Lolita. We begin. I give the signal to lower Heather into Bono's gaping wormhole. Chris Hansen instantly gets to work. Hello, how are you doing? Can I tease and please your blank with my tongue and make you blank over and over? Nothing on the EVP. Chris, be sexier. Say it like you mean it. I like to make love. Really, Hansen, is that all you've got? This isn't some friendless, hopelessly alone, middle-aged, mildly retarded man named Javier we're trying to entrap, for God's sake. This is a mother goddamn Mongolian mother-looking deathworm. Now stop acting like a chaste, bashful camel intestine with glossy lipstick smeared all over it, and start acting like a libidinous, underage, acid-spitting analid looking for a god and father figure. I'm bored and horny. I'm not buying it, Heather. Blanket, I want to see you so bad. We're not getting anything. Oh, eBay. I'll make it feel really good for you, hon. Wrestle me. Wrestle you? Wait, what was that? What, what was that? Did anyone else hear that? I I heard something. For God's sakes, Hanson, don't stop now. Keep talking about wrestling. S- say that you want to wrestle with it. I want to wrestle you so freaking bad. We're getting some major readings on the EVP recorder. The Deathworm is taking the bait. I think it wants to couple with Heather. Dear God, look at the pulley. The line's gone taut. The Deathworm has got her. He's pulling her down. The line's going to break. We've lost her. Our mission is lost. Wait. Wait... The EVP recorder is picking something up again. The Deathworm is trying to communicate. It's trying to make contact. Listen! What's it saying? I I don't understand. Can you make it out? Hansen? why are you smiling well there's something you gotta know that's not a deathworm down there is it that can only mean one thing way, way, way. dear god bono's alive search of the mongolian death worm with connor chodesworth the cream-colored sands and billowing sagebrush of the Gobi desert stretch on for nearly one thousand miles from the arid southwest basin to the mist shrouded mountains of the north though the days here are filled with temperatures relentlessly hot and unforgiving the nights are surprisingly chilly and stunningly beautiful The lonely shadowed hills are frequented by scattered wildlife, marbled polecats, desert asps, the occasional grey wolf. A dark canopy of bright stars stretches far beyond the moonlit horizon, gently blanketing the ancient, eternally whispering dunes as far as the eye can see. Our research team is fast asleep in their tents, recovering from another exhausting, disparaging day. Bono snores loudly to my left. He's joined our team again, after being rescued from a wormhole a few weeks ago. He's not quite the same, though, anymore. Evidently, he's become the god emperor of Mongolia, or so he claims. He calls himself the Kwisatz Dushbagar. I thought he just wore those big, silly sunglasses because he's a giant tool bag, but apparently, he's blind now. A blind prophet. With mysterious mental powers that allow him to bridge space and time, powers that he gained after allegedly surviving the perverse ritual agony of sexual coupling with a deathworm underground, the worm in question was not in fact a real deathworm but an exceptionally lifelike and sexy deathworm decoy that we fashioned out of camel intestine and doled up with cosmetics for worm entrapment. I don't quite know how to break it to him. I lie awake by the fire, gazing upward, searching for answers in the stars. If you know what to look for, and you look hard enough, you can find all sorts of bizarre, spectacular creatures up there amongst the stars. Right over there, for example, Capricornus, the half-goat, half-fish. And there, Draco, the vicious, bloodthirsty dragon. Everywhere you look, there's a colossal bear, there's a centaur. There's a monster crab preparing for battle. There's even a giant flying scorpion. Myths given shape and form, made real in the sky. But the Mongolian deathworm evades me even in the stars. Isn't there room enough in the heavens to fashion a deathworm for me? Aren't there stars enough in the night sky? I mean, it's a goddamn worm, for Christ's sake. It's got to be the most basic, easiest-to-make constellation ever. It's, it's like a f***ing straight line. It's up there somewhere, I know it is, with acid dripping from its sparkling maw and lightning exploding from its celestial ass. I just can't see it. I just can't connect the dots. Wick Community College Did you know i spent my whole life Trying to find you Did you know that I'm allergic to soy Did you know I've got hemorrhoids And just like them I'm always right behind you Oh, it's just a normal, lonely night Here in Mongolia it's just another broken-hearted dreamer dreaming dreams too big Yes, it's just another life for nothing Just another hand the universe is bluffing Just another lonely night, here I'm on peasants and farmers that claim you're real and that you ate their pets and children and all their golf courses are ruined because you dig tunnels in the ninth hole putting green getting par three seems to be just a pipe dream fantasy death worm It's time to stop running So why don't you take a little chance on? I'll saddle you up like John Wayne And mount your glistening membrane Ride off into the sunset Segmented silhouette Clinging to your ring Singing hi-ho, giddy-up Did you know I've got a deathworm tramp stamp Covering my lower back Just above my booty crack? Did you know I'd give anything Just to see you? Did you know that I'm a Sagittarius? Just like Mariah Carey is She said it best, you're never gonna shake me Cause ooh, death worm, you'll always be my baby I suppose I just have to come to terms with it. There's nothing phenomenal at all about the world. Nothing extraordinary in the slightest happening out here in the Gobi Desert. There's nothing but boring, unremarkable worms in the ground, and boring, unremarkable stars in the sky. What the... what is that? Something or someone is descending from over the hills, with a flood of bright, blinding light it's glorious angelic heavenly our entire team falls to their knees before the holy fire radiating outward i can't see its face but it looks as though it's preparing to deliver a message to us it says tremble and fearest thou not yet hark and behold for saith he unto us on this very nigh that Wait a second, I recognize those patterns of redundancy anywhere, that circumlocution, those pleonisms and meaningless excessive mortifiers, (laughs) Nambarin? He says, yea, and verily it shall come to pass that unto us a sign be made known, and unto us a guide be given, blah, 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 more stuff in the passive voice. You know what, Nambaran, seriously, why do I even bother translating for you if you're not even at least try and prune away some of those cluttered adverbs? Uh, And get that spotlight out of my face, why the crap are you carrying that around? Frying people's retinas? God. Holy crap. What is that? It can't be. Am I seeing things? Lo, a brightly shining star, which in the west hath shone before me, connects and makes a worm with the north star, guiding us westward. Nambaran, is this what you were babbling about? Oh, shut up. I see it. A death worm in the stars. It's a sign. We must travel westward. Somebody wake up the God Emperor. We've got moors and mountains to traverse. Nambaran, saddle up those Bactrian camels. We three are ditching the Orient. In search of the Mongolian Deathworm with Connor Childsworth. We've traversed the hills and stony waste of Mongolia by camel, sailed the furious salty waves of Lake Salsan by schooner, and crossed over the treacherous Otai Mountains into the bleak Kazakhstani plains. We're following an immense, brightly shining star in the western sky, which we believe to be a sign leading us to the legendary Mongolian Deathworm. The Deathworm the object of our research is a giant mythical beast, which allegedly leaps from the sand, spits acid, and fires electricity from its ass. We've already burned through this year's government grant money all 3.8 million dollars of it, and so far, we've been unable to gather any conclusive data on the worm. My companions include a loquacious local numbskull named Numbaran and Bono, A rock star who's recently transformed into the god-emperor of Mongolia, and who's also getting increasingly cocky about it. Bono, look, okay, I'm sorry, but there's no way that was stopping for your stupid made-up holiday. Bono claims that today marks the beginning of an eight-day religious festival in his honour, and he's upset at having to miss his own party because it Bonoka. Oh, God. Also, he and Nambaran have been playing the game either or the entire time, and I swear to God I'm about to lose my mind. Nambaran is asking Bono if he had to either eat an eight-inch human turd or cut off one of his nipples with those tiny little dull scissors with orange plastic handles that you get in kindergarten, which would he do? Either or? He says, if you puke while eating the turd, you still have to eat it. Oh, God, Nambaran, seriously, that's disgusting. Bono, don't answer that. Just don't, okay? I'm so sick of that game. Look, can't we just focus here? We've almost reached Beteleglod. Beteliglod. It's Kazakistani for Village of the Complacent Yak. It seems to be where the Death Room star is leading us. We enter the village gates. The village appears to be empty, mostly dark, aside from a few lit-up torches lining a dusty street caked with dried mud and donkey-dookie. Hello? Is anyone here? We don't mean any harm. We just want to see the deathworm. Silence. Hello? Anyone? Bono tugs at my sleeve and points at a small, ramshackle hut at the end of the shoddy mud road. Its wooden doors hang open. It appears to be some sort of stable. What is it, Bono? That's just a manger. Who gives a crap? His face is expressionless. His big sunglasses utterly douchey. Oh, that's right. I forgot. You're supposed to be the one who can be many places at once. And your prophetic powers allow you to see all paths with your inner eye. Uh, look, Bono, about that, I've been meaning to talk to you. Now, this isn't going to be easy to hear, but... Wait, where are you going? Come back here. Nambaran you too? Wait a second. Wait up, guys. We enter the low-lit stable. Urine-scented straw covers most of the dirt floor. The place is largely empty, inhabited only by a few sleeping goats and a complacent droopy eyed yak. See, I told you, there's nothing here. We need to be out in the open looking for wormholes, not in here lollygagging around with... Bono points to a small trough in the back, lit by candlelight. It looks as if there's something in it, something swaddled up in cloth, worming around in the wooden bin. It's thick and appears to be cylindrical in shape, at least the part covered and wrapped up, protruding from the trough. Dear God, what is it? Bono! Is that a death worm in there? It's smaller than I pictured. Uh, No, it it can't be. A warm halo of light seems to be radiating outward from the blunt, squirming mound. I lower my acid-deflecting visor and slowly approach the creature. This could be it, folks. This could be it. With each breath, the creature's thick body gently heaves underneath the cloth. It's emanating a strange sound, low and breathy, as if simultaneously gurgling and purring. I brace myself, teeth clenched. I begin to pull back the cloth, beads of sweat gathering on my forehead. I pull the cloth aside. What the... is that a... son of a bitch? It's a fucking Lorax. I speak for the trees. Oh no, it's a trap! We've been set up! Nambaran squeals like an ugly, hirsute, Mongolian schoolgirl. I feel the butt of a rifle against my skull, (coughs) and then nothing more. I awake with my face pressed against cold concrete. The dull mechanical sounds of working machinery all around me. The thick scent of smog and hot, dirty oil fill the air. I hear men speaking Kazakhstani. Oh, my head is throbbing. Like waking up after a wild night of dancing and drinking strawberry peach cosmos. We appear to be in some giant factory with a massive dirty glass dome above our heads. All around us, dejected, exhausted-looking Lorax slaves toil at grimy machinery, making what looks to be some sort of strange, thready fabric. The men standing around us are dressed in military garb, aside from one, the one that appears to be their leader. He's dressed in a billowing pink sundress. His hairy legs and feet protrude from the bottom. Yea, greetings, God Emperor, and a happy Bonoka to you. The man says, bowing his head. Oh, please, how did you even know about that? Yes, I see that you are noticing my sneed. It is a, a beautiful, is it not? Bono looks up, evidently quite taken by the sundress. He nods up and down slowly. What is this? Where have you taken us? Ah, quiet, you pallid, odd-accented loose man. This is no concern of yours. This is between me and the God Emperor, the one with the inner eye, the one they call the Kvitsach Okay, nobody calls him that. That's what he calls himself. <gasps> I'm kicked in the stomach by a nearby soldier. <laughs> yes, I am the Baron Vladimir von Wansler, CEO of Freed Corps United. You might have heard of me? I won't talk business with you, God Emperor. As you know, the Sneed is mighty Kazakhstan's chief commercial export, the blood in my kingdom's veins, keeping House Wansla in its seat of power. Wait, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. What? What the hell is a thneed? (laughs) A thneed? Why, my pasty little prisoner, a thneed's a fine something that all people need. You can use it for carpets, for pillows or sheets, or curtains or covers for bicycle seats. It's shirt, it's sock, it's glove, it's a hat, but it has other uses, yes, far beyond that. Ah, like a pretty rose-colored sundress. Absolutely. Why not the sock? What am I going to do with just one sock? Ah, okay, that's a good point. So why not just a hat, then? Silence, infidel. Good Emperor, as I'm sure you are aware Needs are made from filled truffle trees, and for this reason, truffle has become most essential and valuable commodity in the entire universe. My machines chug on day and night without stop, making gloppity-glop and slopety slop. We've killed the brown loots with smogulous smoke, and our last truffle tree has withered and choked. And now the nation of Mongolia is only place in universe where truffle can be found. Without the Truffala, there mind. is no commerce in empire, there is no civilization, and he who controls it controls our destiny. Mr. Baron von Wunsler, you are crazy with greed. There is no one on earth who would buy that full need. Yeah, it's the start of an industry, you poor stupid guy. You telling me what the public will buy? Hey, now, God Emperor Bono, shall we strike a deal, or must I be made now to murder and steal? Let me harvest your truffle. What do you say? Simply keep your great legions of holy warriors at bay. Ugh, he doesn't have holy warriors. You've made a mistake. The worm that he mated was phony, a fake, and we could care less about truffle trees. Go ahead, chop them down just as fast as you please. I'm sorry, God Emperor, but you give me no choice. I'm sick of your silence and sick of his voice. Guards, the reporter, bring him up front. End pair of small scissors, orange-handled and blunt. You've got to be kidding me. Roughly, I'm dragged up onto my feet, the scissors unsheathed and installed at my teat. I'll give you two options. You must choose either or. Surely you've played this dumb game before? Either give up your trophy trees, I contend or I'll clip off the nip of your imbecile friend. Yeah, now, let's not be hasty. Let's just all settle down. Uh, that nipple's no trivial vestigial mound. It maintains my bilateral dyadic symmetry. So for God's sakes, Bono, shut up and listen to me. Bono, I'm sorry, but it's true, I'm afraid. That worm underground and the love that you made were not what they seemed. You're living a lie. You're not a god-emperor, prophetic messiah. That death worm was fake, I must sadly insist. Because the truth is that death worms don't really exist. Just then, a sound, a faraway humming, Bono leisurely smiled like he knew what was coming. It grew louder and louder like thunderous thunder. No, it can't be, cried the Baron von Wensler. <laughs> the dome ceiling shattered, glass poured down like rain, and a terrible creature dropped its head like a crane. I couldn't believe it, the thing that I saw, which grabbed up the Baron in its magnificent maw, I screamed in terror, then whispered in awe, for he is the Kuitsats Dushbaga, and as the beast vanished, a thunderbolt crashed, not down from the sky, but up from its ass. I've been away from civilization so long I'm having trouble remembering how to tie a tie. Nambaran has to do it for me. It's supposed to be a half Windsor, but it looks more half-assed to me. <laughs> okay, okay, whatever. Sorry. No. No fine, I'll let you do it. We're about to go to our first formal debriefing report with the research review board back home. I'm a little nervous. These sciency types like to ask a lot of questions. I'm worried they might think I'm silly. We left Mongolia and Kazakhstan in a relatively stable state. Now that the Thneed factory has been torn down, Truffle trees have begun to take root, and brown barbaloots dance in their brown barbaloot suits. The swami swams sing and the humming fish hum, and we've deglumped their ponds and their gills are ungummed. Bono and his elite army of desert holy warriors overthrew Padishah Emperor Shaddam IV and now control most of Central and East Asia, along with a firm truffler monopoly that positions them for expedient world domination. Mongolian deathworms do exist. I saw one with my own two eyes, and so did Nambaran here. Ippi, uh, remember what we talked about? Let me do the talking, okay? You're far too prolix and effervescent. They'll never take you seriously. I straighten my kneed tie and enter the conference room. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and happy Bonica to you all.